0: Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WIRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. We have the privilege of speaking with a guy that, well, I have admired for a very long time in the media industry here in Indianapolis, WRTV's Rafael Sanchez. How are you? I'm doing
3: great. Merry Christmas to you and Happy New Year to all your listeners.
0: You know, it's really cool. You showed up and you had your RTV6 jacket on. And I said, I've seen that jacket on TV before. It's like a piece of, uh, you know, television
3: memorabilia there. And I hate to wear the jacket because if I'm wearing the jacket, I mean, <laughs> It's cold, so I would rather just not have to wear that jacket, per se, but uh, I'm proud of the jacket when I do wear well, it. It keeps me warm.
0: Well, Raphael, it's great to have you with great us. Great to be here. We're, Thank you. We're going to talk with you a little bit about Trump and Carrier, but first, I'm just curious, do you have fun every day? I mean, it seems like you really enjoy your job. I have a great
3: time at my job, not only telling people's stories, but also I'm heavily involved in the community, so mm-hmm. also doing a lot of fundraising for education mm-hmm. and all kinds of groups, so I, I, I keep busy.
0: Yeah, how do you decide what stories you're going to cover? Because I'm sure you get everybody under the sun going, hey, investigate this.
3: It just depends on the the facts, really. It depends on what we can prove. There are a lot of stories you'd be surprised and never make it on television. Really? Because we just can't prove it. Right. So while they may sound juicy, while they may have all those great things we should talk about, right? Right. If you can't prove it, uh, we do have lawyers, yeah. right? We, right? <laughs> Somebody
0: tells you, hey, you can't That's run that. That's right.
3: That's right. Well, they don't tell us not to, but they tell us, are you sure about that? Yeah. So before you tweet something, before you write it, before you talk about it, can you prove it? And so no one tells us not to. We just know not to do it because if you get it wrong, uh, I don't have the money to cover that right. lawsuit. So <laughs> right. let's be honest about that.
0: So you get a lawyer. I get a stern look from station management. So I whatever. have one of those
3: too. Yeah. <laughs> We love them, don't we? They're the best. Yeah, they're they're the best. They're the best.
0: Uh, uh, So I'm curious, um, when you're putting a story together, because you're really good at not having an opinion on things. You're really good at saying, look, here's what's going on. Can I be honest about that? Yeah, absolutely.
3: Um, I do have an opinion on everything.
0: But I don't know what it is most of the time.
3: Well, listen, I don't live in a... um, I do live in a glass house. And so I can't tell you that I don't... That I'm not biased. I can't tell you that when I think of something, I go, that is just... Beep, 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 (laughs) beep, right? I'm not going to lie to you, but... The trick of the trade has to be that when I am telling that story, it doesn't matter what I think. Right. I, mean, I don't get paid to, this is going to sound bad, to think Right. or to at least express my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you don't pay me for that. Right. You, don't, you don't watch me to do that. You want to make sure that whatever I'm telling you, that I can prove. And yeah. So I appreciate when people challenge me and say, hey, why are you saying that? I think your tweet did that this week. You, yeah. Right. You wanted to know, hey, why are you saying that? So it's now incumbent upon me to say, well... This is the proof that I have. And then you can decide whether what I have is good enough to make that statement. And right. so that's, that's the hard part of the job. Right. And to do this is the hard part of the job because you have to be able to take criticism. You have to be able to take feedback and say, well, why, are you, why do you believe that? And let me show you why I think what you're saying may not be correct. Right. Or here's a different viewpoint, right? So it's about having the discussion. And so often what happens is we don't have enough discussions Right. On both sides, on all sides. And so then people think we're biased and that we hate this person or hate that person. When really, when I show up to work at nine o'clock in the morning, I'm more worried about did I pack my son's lunch? When is that? When is a Friday <laughs> basketball game? Did my wife tell me to do something that I'm going to forget? That's what I'm worried about. Right. And then I have to do my job. So. You know,
0: because I admire the work you do because, you know, I get to be a provocateur. I'm paid to have an opinion. You know, I get to go out and say things that are important. I, you know, I'm allowed to you back candidates. You know, yeah. you know, I don't have to worry about it. People know when they listen to me, you're going to get a, an opinion. But people watch
3: you for information. Right. And so that means that whatever information I'm providing has to be such that... I can back it up. So that's why over the last couple of days, there's been a lot of differing information. Sure. And so my job has been to say, don't. if you don't believe me, that's fine, but you should because I have the proof and here it is. Right. So it's not enough for me just to say, oh, believe me, because who am I?
0: Yeah.
3: I am nothing without the documentation or the proof. So I have to be able to share that so that you can say, okay, I see that now.
0: Yeah, Uh, Again, our guest is Rafael Sanchez. We're going to be getting into uh, Trump and Carrier in in just a moment. I'm always fascinated with media people, um, especially guys like you that that go out every day and and, and do this. So I hope you indulge me for just a second to talk a little bit about your your career. How did you get into this line of work?
3: I attended Franklin College in Franklin, Indiana. I'm originally from the Bronx. So, yes, I'm I'm a Yankees fan because you're born in the Bronx. You have to be a Yankees (laughs) fan.
0: Now, did you go to old Yankee Stadium a lot? I went to
3: old Yankee Stadium. So I am with the seventies. I loved my, you know, my, Paul Winfield and John sure. Maddenly and Willie Randolph yeah. and Bucky Dent. Yeah. those are my guys. So, so you're like happy
0: today because they got Chapman. You know, they just signed. You know, I, I, like,
3: I like Mr. Chapman, but I'm really more of the old school Yankees. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I get the whole new mm-hmm. schedule and the new stadium. It's lovely. It's great, but yeah. I am more about the 161st Street in the Bronx, the uh, D train. Right. Now I got to ask.
0: I'm taking a little detour here, but what was it like to go to the house that Ruth built? I've always thought that would be, would have been a great thing, a great dream to see a baseball game. You there. know,
3: just uh, I would imagine the same thing as folks that go to Fenway. Mm-hmm. Or Wrigley. Uh just has so much history. Yeah. Right? I mean it's just like, wow. Yeah. This is the place. Um it's just a great venue. Yeah. Even the new I mean, even the new place is nice. You've so, been to the new the new yeah, ballpark? It's, it's nice, yeah. it's nice. But it's not impressing. It, well it's not it's not it's it, would you would could you imagine if they tore down Wrigley?
0: Oh no, it'd be terrible.
3: Right. I'd be lost. And they built this new yeah. super age complex with Wi Fi and all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Yeah, you go, Okay, that's nice, but it's not Wrigley. Right. So um the new facility is nice. Oh, I mean, it's more than nice, obviously. Yeah. But and it's, it's
0: expensive. I've heard to go to it's a ball It's all game. great. Yeah. It's all great, but yeah. it's not
3: the original, which is fine. Yeah.
0: So, so how did you make it from the Bronx to Franklin College? That's a big. Uh, that's a big travel.
3: It was. Uh, I had some friends who, who went. I, I will not bore you with that story. But Franklin College really has been my foundation, uh, and. Um, it, it's been great. So, yeah. But I tell you that when I first came here, my grandparents thought I was going to India because, you know, the funny thing is, if you do live in the in the coast, mm-hmm. right, there's nothing in the middle of America, right? right? So either you live in New York or you live in California, there's nothing in the middle. So my grandmother misheard. She thought I was going to India. I was like, <laughs> no, I'm going to Indiana. So it's been great. Uh, yeah. Indiana has been great to me, and I, uh, I love this the state, I love the people, and... Um,
0: all right. Well, let's, I'm let's, let's talk I'm Trump here. and Carrier. You know, I'm a huge Trump fan. I interviewed the Trumpster. He told me I was terrific. That was all I needed. You know, I'm very easily swayed. So I'm not, I'm not, uh, I am biased on, on things that relate to Trump. But um, let's start with the Carrier thing, because you've been covering Carrier for a long time. You covered Carrier back when the story broke. Ten months. Yeah. And I'm Ten curious months. when the story broke, how you sort of got involved in covering it and how you kind of, because I'm sure you look at a story like, how do we want to cover this? What angle do we want to take this from? Yeah, so
3: it was about the people, right? So you had a, an announcement that was made. Luckily, someone videotaped it. It was really the first time, right, that I can recall that we actually see someone take the stage and pretty callously tell people, hey, your jobs are going to Mexico. And then in the people are not happy. Then tell them to shut up, <laughs> right? I mean, there was all of that. So I think it was very... It was like a wow moment, right? You know, and that video has been now been clicked on more than three million times. So it, it made a difference, and I think then the perfect storm occurred. We were in the middle of a presidential election. Mm-hmm. So what presidential candidate would not jump in on this major yeah. labor issue? Perfect storm. You have workers, you have free trade, you have politics. It is the perfect dramatic story of all time, right? So
0: it's one of the reasons you were interested in it was the way in which they handled those workers when they made that announcement. That
3: was announcement. the first time. Yeah, that was sort of the sort of a what the heck moment and then and then when you think of carrier right we often think about 1400 jobs no 1400 people right who don't live just in indianapolis but they live in about 15 counties outside so they do support their local barber and their school and their police department so it's really about the people and then when you heard about that they were moving to mexico because they were going to be able to pay those workers three dollars an hour with benefits, at $6 an hour, right? You then have to ask, so what? What right. happened? And so we, we started telling the people's story. Then we went to Mexico, right? We wanted to see, well, where are they going? What was that like? It, well, it was great because, you know, the first thing I thought when I got off the, the airplane at uh, Monterey International, I thought I was going to see a bunch of chickens and shantytowns. towns. Wrong. <laughs> I've been mean, really wrong. Yeah. In fact, uh, some of my producers called back and said, "Show us the shanties. We want to see, right? Which is a fair, <laughs> which is a fair thing because when you think of $3 an hour, you, you're thinking this place has to be like, you know, right. chickens and goats." No. No. Monterey is like Plainfield. How? Interesting. How? There are warehouses everywhere. Yeah. It is Mexico's economic engine. It is cosmopolitan. There's a Carl's Jr. and a Starbucks at every corner. Is there poverty? Sure, it's a big city. So right. it's like Like a Denver or to New York City.
0: So it's really not that much different than going down the street here in in Hendricks County.
3: You wouldn't, if if you didn't know that if people did not speak Spanish, (laughs) right, and, and and everyone was mute. You would you would think you were in the same place. So
0: I've always had this issue. My girlfriend and I joke about this a lot. I've had an issue about leaving the country because I I'm really concerned about my constitutional rights because I tend to run my mouth quite a bit. I'm worried I'd set off an international incident sure. and end up in a in a jail somewhere. Okay. Was it pretty friendly? I mean, was it pretty easy? Yeah. If place? You, if,
3: if you didn't again, if you didn't if you knew, the, I mean, they speak English there as well because it's a very educated population. Uh, all of the country's universities are there, so this is not some backwards town or city. This, they are built to take jobs.
0: Yeah. Okay. That, that's interesting. They
3: have three thousand foreign companies based there. They just they just built a Kia plant. I mean, they have everything is there. I mean, that's it's saying. like what the Walmart. I mean, everything is there.
0: So how are they able to pay people then three dollars like you said an hour or six dollars well, with benefits? Well, these are the
3: production jobs, right? So these are not. Now keep in mind, they also have an educated workforce, so not everyone makes the three bucks an hour. Right. But you know, in every society, there are those that that don't have the qualifications college or the technical uh, background to advance. So their production people make three bucks an hour. Fascinating. Right? So they're able to do that. And it's cheaper if you go to China or Vietnam, where it could be one to two dollars an hour. So we went there to see what was there. And we were surprised to see massive, beautiful warehouses, dude. I mean, I I, I can't even... The producers were calling back saying, no, no, show us us the, you know... It's like, this is not Haiti. This, This is... This is a global city. And so that was like the wow moment for me. So uh,
0: when you're there and you're looking at this, does it give you a different perception on free trade? Did you have a perception on free trade? Because it's something that a lot of people don't, they never think about it.
3: I don't think we think about it until it affects us, right? I don't know that I really was sitting around one day thinking, you know, how did that free trade, how did NAFTA, (laughs) how did CAFTA, how did TPP work? But so I think this is the first time for me personally to see it a direct impact. In fact, that has been the criticism coming in, to me from people like in Bloomington with the GE jobs saying, mm-hmm. where were you when our jobs left? And my answer has has been, I don't know where we were. Yeah. And maybe we should be ashamed that we were not at least addressing the issue as forcefully, at least asking the question, so why is this happening? Right? right, Because businesses do ha- this is still America, right? It's still capitalism. We want people to make money. But we still have to ask the question, so why are you doing this? And yeah. if there's a good reason, then it's a good reason. Yeah. And I don't think we asked the question enough in the past. Again, yeah, our
0: guest is Rafael Sanchez, talking a little bit about Trump and, and Carrier and everything that's going on. The Carrier guys were very mean to you. Uh...
3: No, let's not go there. Well, okay, all right. Here's the thing, I think. Look, you, you spend 10 months telling a story, but what I do want to share with your listeners is every story, for the most part, that involved anything that was controversial or whatever, I emailed Carrier. Carrier could never come on this program or any program in America, and say that they were not aware. In fact, I gave them a week's notice before I went to Mexico. Oh, who does that? Because I wanted them to know what I was doing. I try to be as best as possible above board, so that no one can say that dude really uh, gotcha. No, if now if you're a criminal, I'm gonna gotcha, right, right, right. If you're, but if you're a company, I have to give you the benefit of the doubt. So, their decision not to allow us in or allow me in, okay we're still going to do our job but that that was that was
0: yeah i I I thought you were again don't want to get into it but that's fine i thought you were treated very poorly and i think if you got a story to tell just tell it move on because i've always thought and maybe you feel the same way too you're you're gonna have a lot more respect for somebody that says look here's our side of it and if you disagree with it that's okay it's america thank you very much have a nice day Yeah, i just thought it was
3: a distraction yeah right at the end of the day it's not it's who cares it's not about me and i'm not whining about it and i'm not complaining about it but you didn't let me do my job, so at least give me the benefit of the doubt that if I did something bad, you could say, "Look, we let the dude in, and look what he did." Yeah. Because in my job, here's the funny thing about my job: my job is recorded. This audio is recorded. What right. I what I ever write, what I write is on is on paper or it's on, on Twitter. So if I am biased, if I am crazy, you, <laughs> no, but you can post it and yeah. say, "Look at the crap that he said," yeah. and roll the tape. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's not that difficult. So, if Carrier. Uh, had that issue, they could have said, look, we let them in the building, and look at the hatchet job we did on us. Yeah, I didn't even get that chance. Right. A, I wasn't going to do that anyway, Right, because I'll tell you that Carrier is a good company. Right, So let's talk about the deal. I think without Mr. Trump and Greg Hayes coming together, they would not have saved the plant. So let's give them credit for that, period. Yeah. That's the truth,
0: yeah. right? That was going to be my, my next question, is if the election had gone differently, do you believe Carrier would have saved these jobs here?
3: I, I don't know that they would have. I don't know, because... It, based on what we know the obama administration had not uh gotten involved at least publicly so i don't know why why it seems so you, you, simple you well again I, I don't speak for the white house but so we'd, we'd have to ask them we
0: could you'd be better than the guy they've got in there now
3: um and we did not see a sign from the other folks except mr Sanders, who was endorsed by the united steel workers right, right. He, he, um we did not see um any discussion so i i don't know that unless there's proof later, you know, like in a presidential book that Mr. Obama called. But at this point, we have no proof that the Obama administration intervened in any way. So we have to give credit to Mr. Trump uh, and Mr. Hayes for coming together and saving 800 jobs.
0: So my my next question is, because the federal government hasn't really had a lot to do with the incentives, why didn't Governor Pence at the time offer these incentives that really got the deal done from a a state perspective?
3: Well, Mr. Mr. Pence did meet with um, the vice president of the, um, the climate control division for Carrier, the highest ranking person, and apparently there was a discussion about incentives, but at the time, Carrier said they won't make a difference. So I think there was no need to move further on that discussion. You have to remember that there were talks before that meeting between the union and Carrier. The union had made about $20 million in concessions. So that's the part that people also have. to, You know, that's twenty million bucks that someone in that plant's going to have to pay for in, in the way of salary and benefits. But carriers said, "Look, we have to save sixty-five million dollars."
0: Who tells them they have to do that? Does that come from an individual? Is it those a board? Negoci-
3: well, those are negotiations. And but so, but somebody's
0: saying we got to we got to save
3: right. this. And so, to save sixty-five million dollars, that meant that those workers would have to pay would have to work for five dollars and twenty-five cents an hour with no benefits. Now, look. That's not going to happen because that's illegal, right? Right, We, right, we sure. get that. So that wasn't going to happen. So the message was, look, you can't. we can't afford to be in Indiana. So what we're going to do, uh, here's, here's the gracious part of, of UTech. We're going to phase out these jobs over three years. On top of that, th- they do offer their employees a very generous education program. They will pay for your college. That's cost the company billions of dollars. So there are some parts, right, that you can't ignore, that on the record, I've reported on, that you have to say, look, there are some, this company is not as callous as we would want it to be, but there are parts of it that don't make any sense. Right. So that's part of the entire story. Now, people want to pick and choose, and so when I report things, they'll say, ah, oh, well, you didn't say that. Yes, I did. I've said it over and over again, but you choose not to listen to that. Does that frustrate you ever when people say that? It, it frust- it's, it's frustrating when people presume that we're trying to do a hatchet job. Which, uh, if I didn't report that thing, if I didn't have this honest conversation with you, because I didn't have to be here today. Right, right? absolutely. I could have ignored your tweet. I, I could have ignored, but but I've been reporting these things. So I want people to know, no, give us a chance to report the news. We will, but take it all in totality. Look at the, ask the question, hey, did you report that? And if I don't respond, then yeah, I'm a jerk. <laughs> but right, and that's and that's fair. But you have to look at the totality of the reporting.
0: So. Again, our guest is Rafael Sanchez talking about Trump and carrier today. Uh, okay, so Trump comes in, the big announcement, blah yeah. blah blah. Everything yeah. is is saved. He puts eleven hundred jobs is the number I think he gave. Yes. yes. All right. You
3: dispute that? You okay. Can... I, 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 I don't dispute that. Let's look at the record, right? He comes in mm-hmm. last Thursday and says that they've saved eleven hundred jobs, and then and then leaves. Okay, and. Um, Ninety minutes later, ninety minutes le- later, HR of carrier Human resources passes out leaflets to workers coming in for the night shift that leaflet, which I have a copy if anyone wants it I'll, I'll give it to you, informs the workers great news we've been able to save many jobs, but the fan coil division is still going to Mexico. Those jobs will leave in 2017. What that leaflet leaves out is the number of jobs leaving and they call it relocate was the word that they used. And they, and they do that intentionally, right? Well, yeah. 90 minutes after Mr. Trump left the building. I, I, I didn't put out the letter. Carrier did. Uh, and, and so 500 jobs are going to Mexico. They will all leave December of, by December of 2017. Then this past Monday, Greg Hayes, the chairman of UTEC, don't listen to me. Go look it up on CNBC.com says we saved 800 jobs. And that's because 300 of the jobs? 300 of the jobs were never going to Mexico. That's their research and their development people. They, in fact, were going to always stay in Indianapolis, and they told the governor that back in March. So, But listen, let's celebrate the 800. Of course. You have to celebrate the 800. When you would you
0: have you been able to talk to carrier workers individually? Have you been yeah, able to yeah. visit with some of them? Because yeah. we had one on earlier this yeah. week, uh, Robin Maynard, and they yeah. seem very happy. Is there some discontent though? Because obviously this union head now and Trumpster are, are going at it. Are they happy with the way things
3: turned out? I think you're happy if you're the 800, right? <laughs> no, but I mean, so and I'm happy for the 800 because I know many of the 800. Right. But does that mean we stop asking about the 500 that next year lose their jobs? Do we not ask, so wait a minute, so if those jobs are going to Mexico, will then President Trump slap a 35% tariff on those products that are coming from Carrier from the Monterey plants? Do we, do we not ask that question? I guess my question is, um, do we stop asking questions? Right. Do we, Do we we And if that's the answer, then, then someone needs to put that in writing to me and say, hey, stop talking about the 500 families and then go ahead and say, we don't give a rat's ass about them. Right. If you say that to me, then I'm okay with that. If you don't want me to re- report about that and talk about that, I'm okay with that if that's how you feel. But I'm getting a lot of sort of the, well, you're complaining, you're not giving Trump credit. No, didn't I just say? You absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely did. And I'll keep saying that. If you ask me, do you give Mr. Trump credit? Yes.
0: Are you upset that he used 1100 does that bother you that he used the... the it ter- doesn't
3: bother me that he used 1,100. It, it bothers me if you're going to use a number. You have to be accurate because right. if you're demanding that I'm accurate with my tweets and my information, the 1,100 is not accurate because of the 1,100, 300 were going to stay. But even be- beyond that, okay, so let's, let's concede the 1,100, which I'm not going to because it's not accurate. Never mention the 500 because I would have preferred him to say, look, I saved 800 people today. Fireworks. We're still working on the 500, right? right. Acknowledge the other half because, as you may recall, and you can play the audio tape, he was going to save all the carrier jobs, all of them. And so those carrier workers were expecting all the jobs. They wasn't. He didn't say, I'm going to save half the jobs or a third of the jobs, right? So we just have to be accurate. If we're going to expect our politicians, right, this has been about change, Yeah, right? absolutely. He was voted in because he was going to be the guy that was going to tell you like it is, right? I mean... Is that not true? Yeah, absolutely. And we've not heard that from other people. So what uh, what do you think go, happens
0: now for Carrier in, in your research? Are they just fine to let those jobs go, or w- do you think they'll be back to the table? Because is there anything left the state of Indiana can really do at this point?
3: Not really. This is really, I think, where Carrier is hoping. And maybe here's the, the silver lining, right? So Carrier, Utech, who owns United Technologies out of Connecticut, um, multi-billion company, they're hoping that reforms to taxes, right? Mm-hmm. And also uh, the lessening of regulations will pay off in the end. So maybe the silver lining, maybe, and we don't know this, right? Maybe if there are changes to regulations and taxes, that could save those jobs. Right. I, we, but we don't know that. Yeah. Right? Because, well, Congress hasn't, hasn't been called to duty yet. So maybe a year from now we'll be having a different discussion and say, look, those new laws or those changes has changed it, or maybe Carrie will change its mind on that issue. But until that happens, we can't go there because it hasn't happened.
0: Help us walk through the, what was given by the state of Indiana. It's not hard cash, right? It's not $7 million cash. it's
3: $7 million over 10 years uh, grants and training grants, and they have to meet certain levels. In fact, uh, uh, we'll know more of the uh, particulars on the 13th, because they'll be voting on it in a public meeting. So we'll see what the particulars are. We'll be able to ask the questions exactly how will you hold them accountable to those tax incentives, we do know that the company is going to spend 16 million dollars in uh, investments. But we heard from Greg Hayes in that CNBC interview that many of those incentives will be automation, and he right. talked about it in that interview that means that in the future there'll be less jobs. So that's also cause for concern. But you know, you can't change progress. Yeah. So the fact that automation is coming to the plant is not groundbreaking. It's not earth-shattering. That that was going to happen regardless of what was happening. Uh, today
0: get our guest this is rafael sanchez and the final uh, five minutes or so we have here with you um want to just kind of circle back on on jobs in in indiana as a whole and obviously there's another major company out there that's now saying what about us do you think they're going to see any love from this administration are they going to see any love from the state of indiana or is it like sorry hey these guys made national news and you didn't so we dealt with them
3: well you know it was just about a week ago that then uh, president-elect trump talked about rexnord they make ball bearings uh the- You don't see them, but they make conveyor belts run. They help farm machinery run. Uh, 350 workers there on Rockville Road, a mile from the carrier plant. They're hoping to also see uh, that the same offer made to carrier will be made to Milwaukee-based Rexnord because they also want to stay and keep their jobs. Their jobs are slated to close in June. Uh, Layoffs may begin as early as February. And then you also have uh, the 700 workers that work under the same company as Carrier in Huntington, about 90 minutes away from Indianapolis. They're also hoping to get that... Um,
0: you, can't, you can't save everybody, right? I mean, it's a daunting
3: task. It's, it, is a tough, it is a tough task, uh, but when you talk about... And so what hap- Words matter, right? So when you say, you're going to save jobs, I think everyone to say, hey, what about us? It's a fair question to ask. Now, what, you know, as I always tell my kids, life's not fair, right? Right. I mean, that is a harsh reality. Life's just not fair. But the question is, you can't dismiss the question. You have to at least say, hey, what about those folks and why not them? And if there's a valid reason, then we as adults have to say, well, you know, X, Y, and Z. But we're not getting reasons. So um, if we can get the reasons, then we can make a decision.
0: Look, and here's what I say about, about Trump, and you've been to the rallies, you've seen it. The Trump that I met and interviewed was entirely different than rally Donald Trump. And I, I we talked about this once we were done with the interview. I said, if people knew this side of you, they would see you as a different person. And you study political figures. You interview them. You do stories on them. Why do you think or could you speculate on why he is so uh, hesitant to let people see the side that I saw, the very concerning, well-thought-out, uh, just level-headed guy. I mean, it just—it seems like we get to know this one side of Donald Trump.
3: Well, I won't speculate, but I will say that most people that run for public office, most of your public servants, whether they're the mayor or the city councilor or the commissioner, are good people. Rarely are the people who put themselves in that position are bad people. Right now, if they do wacky things, they get caught, that's, a, that's something different. But the majority of, of public servants really are good people who really have a vision Um, And then people get to choose, right? We had an election. Right. People chose. So let's move on. But I don't think people get into it because they're mean, nasty people. All right. I don't think so.
0: Let's close with something fun here. Well, all this right. has been fun too, but favorite story <laughs> that you've covered. You've done so many groundbreaking pieces over the years. Is there something that stands out to you that you go, I'm really proud of that. I'm really glad you know we did that, and that, that really, really uh, is a shining example of my well,
3: so work. I'm sort of all-consumed carrier, right? So I hate to be the, the carrier guy. But uh, we covered the Southside explosion, um, Richmond Hill, uh, that happened in November of 2012. And, you know, After four years, those trials will all come to an end this month. And so it is a peace of mind for hundreds of people that on that night uh, had their worlds rocked because five individuals wanted to cash in on a $300,000 insurance policy, and they thought it would be a good idea to set a home on fire, which then killed two people and caused millions of dollars in damage. Luckily, the justice system, luckily we have great law enforcement, both local, state, and federal, that were able to identify the five suspects, and I think peace of mind will come this Christmas to that neighborhood. I got to know the people in that neighborhood more than I know my own neighbors, right? right? And so it is good to see that while you can't bring back those who died and you can't bring back um, the pain and the suffering, right? You can't leave that. There will be some end to this after four years. So I'm looking forward uh, to to wrapping that up this December. And that to me, um, just getting to meet people. What I love about people, really, I mean, this is – I love to see people at their best. And yeah. my job really, wherever I go, I see Hoosiers at their best every day, even in those dark moments like a tornado or a crime scene. If you really take, if you just st- take a, a step back, people are good. Yeah, You know, and that's the part that I, I like, I, t- I try to focus at least on the good in the midst of that darkness of the evil because we have good people on all sides.
0: Is it tough to try to ask questions to people like that who who are basically... The evil people? Yeah, the, the evil people. people. Yeah, I mean, is, is that hard? No, because you were always very professional about it. Don't you no, just want to go, the, what were you thinking? No,
3: listen, if you are truly evil, and I don't, and so we'll have to come up with a definition for that, but if you are an evil, rotten person, you are the easiest person not to feel bad for. Because why would you do that? What, what were you thinking? And it it's harder to ask good people questions because you know, you have to give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe they did not know all the information. So now if you are truly evil, uh, no. All right. I want to close <laughs> close with this. Merry, Christmas. Yeah, Merry <laughs>
0: Christmas. No, I'm just curious. When you go out and people recognize you, do they say, hey, oh my gosh, it's the guy from TV. You know, they
3: say, no, they say, "Dag, son, you're short, <laughs> what they say. Um, so no, uh, you know, it's all good. But I think most people believe that I'm as tall as Paul George, and then they get sort of, wow, you're you're a Keebler elf. And I go, yeah, I am. This is what God gave me, so I I, I embrace it for what it is. So, well, R-
0: Raphael, you've done great work for a very long time. I'm a big fan. It's really great to have you here, and thank you uh, for shedding some light on this very important story. Hey, for well, Indiana. thank you for
3: what you do because you also get to challenge, and I think – People have to ask questions. People have to say, hey, what about us? And what about this? And what about that? So thank you for the service you provide because we do need people to stir the pot and, and challenge all of us to do our best because otherwise... Things go unaccounted, and we have to be accountable to the people we serve. So thank you, and Merry Christmas to you, and Happy New Year.
0: Hey, don't forget if you miss any part of today's conversation, you can check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet. Go back and listen anytime you want. Just search Central Indiana today. Podcast is always presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall saying have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall.
1: Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group.
0: The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County.
2: can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com.
0: Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will hein practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852 852- 5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.